You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. fans welcome back to modern musicology my name is alan and let me get my co-host here we've got stephanie seymour hey people and rob levy hello and if you've been listening regularly you'll know that we are in the middle of our second anniversary celebration we started last week we had a very special guest doing a return appearance last week we had gary clark the composer of the music for the films sing street and flora and son and this week we have a very special guest that we are having on for the second time we invited two of our favorite guests from the past year to join us for our second anniversary and it is my absolute pleasure to say that this week we continue that second anniversary celebration with a visit from another of our favorite guests. Please welcome photographer, visual artist, songwriter, singer, drummer of the Go-Go's, band leader of House of Shock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Gina Shock. Hi, you guys. Hello. Yeah. Press that button. Shash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chime in. Stop. <laughs> How are you, Gina? I'm good. You know what? Um, I just see that Kiss album in back here, which I have that Kiss album. And, you know, I have that Boston album and I have everything you got there. Anyway, it just made me think that that um, Wednesday was the, I think, second to last Kiss show. It was in Baltimore at, at uh, what used to be the old Baltimore Civic Center where I went to see every show that came to Baltimore. And, um, I was so fortunate as to get, I could, was able to uh, wrangle in a couple tickets for my little cousin, Adele, and her dad, Brandon. And it was the first concert she's ever been to. Oh, wow. And of course, the seats were fabulous and it blew her mind. And she wow. is just beside herself. She, this is like something that she will never forget. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy to be a part of this joyous occasion for her. And I love Kiss. Um, Paul and Gina are fucking awesome guys i love them and the band is great they they always sound great i mean i saw them in 75 and then i saw them in 19 something or other and they were exactly the same like 1990 or or whenever when they the next time i saw them they are just incredible and what a show like you know the show started off with with you know uh, uh, explosions and confetti going over they are she could hardly speak to me. And so that just made me start this whole podcast off in a really great way. Oh, well, good. Make that yeah. happen. And that being her first concert, too, which is a band she loves more than anybody is Kiss. That was, so cool. that was my first concert back in 1979. Really? So, yeah. So she's starting off well. Wow. I'm trying to think of when did I see them? Was it 70? 75 is when I graduated. It would have had to be... I thought more like 77 if they told yeah. 77. Did they? Because I feel like that's when I saw them. 77 was a big year for Kiss. Uh, that might well be when you saw them. I think that might have been 77, yeah. 
So the last time, Gina, that we spoke with you was September of 2022, and I can't believe that it has been over a year already, but you have had a busy past year. I mean, you do not stop. I've got to say that, you know, this, as you just, this year has gone by really fast. It's, I bet. I cannot believe that it's been a little over a year since I last spoke to you guys. Yeah. Sure as hell doesn't feel like it. And I don't know where the hell this year went, but you know what? It's been, there's been ups and downs and everything in between. And it's just like, you know, holding on for the ride as we all do. That That's the winner when you can hold on for the ride, the peaks and valleys and all that sort of stuff. But I have to say really in my life, things have been really pretty darn great. Um, I have no complaints. Well, one of the things that's happened in the past year, we kind of spoke to you a little bit last time we talked to you, but it hadn't happened yet. And I'm really anxious to kind of get a little bit of the backstory on that. And that is the revival of House of Shock. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, I'm trying to just figure out, uh, there's so many things you discover about yourself during this journey. And um, I just started to think about, I would like to start playing again. Um, Cause I don't know when the go-go's are going to play. Well, actually I do know something that I'll tell you guys in a little mm-hmm. while. Um, but you know, I'm, I have the itch to play. And so uh, when I was in Baltimore, I just sort of got, I know these musicians, um, my, my, my uh, partner Wendell helped me put it all together and we started playing and it was really good. It sounded really good. So I was like, let's put House of Shock back together. Let's put out something. We, 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 re-recorded Smile Pretty, which was a song I had done years ago, but it's fresher now. And love it. We put that out a couple months ago and it was released on all platforms and it sounds great. So I'm going back. Um, I'm going back. Let's see. Well, I got to go to Chicago first. I'll tell you about that. But then I'm heading back to Baltimore in about a week. And, um, you know, while I'm back there, I'm going to be rehearsing with the guys and, and, and uh, I want to record some new, more stuff. So, um, Cause what I'd love to do, you guys, I'd like to, I'd like to put some like an EP out uh, the beginning of next year and then do some shows. Um, I don't expect to do any big long tour or anything like that. I just want to do, I want to play in front of people. Are most of the band members then back here in on no, the East Coast? All, they're all in Baltimore. Well, one of them, Astor, she's in uh, Jersey, but the other three guys are in Baltimore. So, okay. you know, it, it works out. It's all in close proximity. And so uh, we can get together, we can record, and we just have to put aside some time. Because during the yeah. holidays, everybody's busy. When I get back, Wendell and I have to work on, on the house that I grew up in. We're still still trying to fix that up. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm excited about doing this because, and then I was like, well, what am I going to call this? And Wendell was like, just call it House of Shock because that's kind of what this is. It's, it's your yeah. thing. You're putting it together. And so, you know. H- had you played with all these guys before, gal and gal? Well, no, uh-huh. no, I never have. But I knew... Um, Wendell did like a search in Baltimore for who, you know, for good musicians. And one thing led to another. And we met this one person who told us about another person and it just snowballed until we found the people that we thought were going to be right for the project. And that's how it came together. And I mean, it sounds, it sounds good, but it sounds I mean, great. I'm, I'm the type of person that has to be, you know, rehearsing, rehearsing until it's really perfect. And uh, the band is very, very good. And I'm fortunate to play with these folks. We just need to, we need to like sort of focus on that because I got so much going on, but we, I need to make time to really focus and get some stuff recorded, put that out and then slot in all the schedule, my schedule next year to do what, when and where. The first House of Shock album came out in 1988. Yes. And so 
as you're talking about, Smile Pretty just came out a couple of months ago. And it's interesting to compare the two because Smile Pretty is so much heavier and much more aggressive and much more guitar oriented than the first House of Shock stuff was. And I'm kind of curious to know how that happened. Did that just come about organically? You know, guys, if you know anything about me, you'll know that I like, like, I like heavy stuff. Like what was my favorite, my second concert I ever went to? Black Sabbath, my right. first Zeppelin opener for The Who. So this is where I come from. Um, and when I came out and joined the Go-Go's, we all put all of our influences together and there became that became the Go-Go's. So House of Shock, um, I was just writing with, with my partner at the time, Vance, my writing partner, and I, I was in that vein of pop, real, real, really, really pop. But, you know, years later... You guys, I have so many songs. Oh my God. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs. Uh, and I feel like I need to explore. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love, I love so many different genres of music. I like really heavy stuff. I like, I like dance music. I like, I like R and B. I love, I love everything. If yeah. it's got a good beat and a good melody, yeah. I want it. And I love guitars. I they're, mm, love that. That's like the English influence on me. And so that song has an incredible guitar hook. Yeah, it really does. And I have many more songs like that. But but then I have like Middle of Nowhere, which I, I'm going to redo and re-release because it's a great song. It's about the songs at the end of the day. And yeah. wherever you are in your life and whatever you feel like, whatever you, where, wherever your influences lie at that moment in time, do it. It's all, yeah. it's all stuff that you love. And so I think... The stuff that I put out is going to be like a mixed bag, sort of like Post Malone. Post Malone puts out all sorts of different stuff, but it's still Post Malone, right? It's just, it's him exploring different parts of his musical background that, that he puts into what he's doing now. And I kind of feel like that in a way, I, I if he can do it, so can I. So I'm going to, I'm just going to put out what I love and different periods of my life. I was influenced by different things. Right now, I want to put it all together and, you know, re-record, write new stuff and see where it lands because because I love I love it all. You know, I really I know. do. I think Post Malone's a perfect example of what I'm mm -hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's one of the things that kind of led us to doing this podcast is that we all love so many different kinds of music that we not only learn from each other, but, you know, we have such broad taste all of our own. So there's so much stuff to talk about. Yes, it is. It, I mean, music is so glorious. What an incredible thing and how it influences and how it just makes the world go around. You know? I mean kind of to what you're talking about, Gina, like we, we went to see Ted Leo two nights ago and he was so fucking great. It was just him with the guitar, got an amazing voice. And it just was reminding me, like I was watching him and sort of what you were saying is just like, I like so many different styles. And it also, it makes me think that I could do, I don't have to stick to one kind of style when I make my next thing. Like I can just do whatever because I love so many different things. So yes. what you're exactly yes. what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, there's, there's no rules really. Come on. No. We're, we're the artists. We should be able to do what we want to do and, and express ourselves however we want. Um, because there's, we do have a bit of a following and you know, more people will latch onto whatever we're doing. As long as we're out there showing what we got, what we can do that hence house of shock. Um, wanting to do that among many things that I am so lucky to be able to do. So is there any chance, and I know it's kind of weird with IRS, mm -hmm. but is there any chance of you guys reissuing uh, the earlier stuff? 
Oh, gosh, I have no idea because where the fuck's IRS must be at Universal because Universal owns everything now or mm -hmm. all of our stuff. I have no idea about that. I really I, I don't know. Because when I watch Record Store Day stuff, I was like, this is perfect for Gina. Drop drop a new seven inch or drop an album or, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Because right now, right now, the band has no management. So, I mean, things are just sort of in, in flux here. It's it's kind of a mess right now, but it'll straighten itself out. It always does. Yeah, I, there's a lot of things that need to be addressed with the Go-Go's that are sort of just left, have been left hanging that need to be sorted out and yeah. tended to. So I wanted to ask you, Gina, I read this in Wikipedia, which is, means it's all wrong, about you pretending to be the drummer of AHA or something? Oh, no. Uh, what that was is, let's see. Uh, it was right after the Go-Go's had broken up and I was busy putting House of Shock together, actually. Um, and A&M was our parent company. And I was over the A&M lot one day and a fellow, I think Jeff, what was his name? Aldridge, maybe? Anyway, I got a call. He was like, coming to the office. I went in and he said, look, there's this band. There's this new band called AHA. And they're going to do a bunch, you know, they're, they're happening in Europe. They're just starting to get a, a buzz over there. They're coming to the States and we're going to do a lot of TV shows. Would you be interested in doing it? So he played me the single, you know, take on me. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Yes, I want to pick. And then I saw the guys and they were all so gorgeous. I was, yes, I'll do this. So I did, um, I think, four or three or four TV shows with them, including Soul Train. <laughs> they were on Soul Train? They were on yes, Soul they were. Train. Yeah, Soul Train. That kind of blows huh. your mind, right? Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> but it you seems know, very incongruous. Yeah, it comes back to the beat. It's all about the beat. You know, yeah. the beat is uh is very catchy and so you know, it makes people want to yeah. get up and move. Speaking of the beat, I wanna talk about your new artwork that you have created. First of all, everyone should just go to genashockart.com, right? And see and look at your beautiful five creations that you've made with uh with scene scene four scene four is the company how did this the rhythm of art project come about with you and them and how i, I can you explain to our listeners like exactly what what these beautiful pieces of artwork that you've made are okay so they they call it the rhythm of art i call it the art of rhythm okay art of, you know what i mean that's what that's how it's yeah. to be. wendell my partner slash manager um, who's always looking for things to be, be involved, for me to be involved in that he thinks I would like. He was like, Gina, check this out. Um, I think he saw something, he saw something online that Stuart Copeland had done a piece of art through those guys. And he showed it to me and he said, you know, would you be interested? So we're like, this looks really cool. I love this. Yes, I would like to be involved. So he, he contacted the, the dudes that have, uh, that own the company and they were, yes, of course, we would love to have Gina participate in this. So basically what it was is uh, I met them at SIR Studios on Sunset Boulevard. Room was all blacked out. Had my drum kit set up and they handed me these drumsticks that had LED lights in them. And oh. they would just, the, the LED lights were going up and when you move the stick, they'd go all over the, you know, the length of the stick. And you know, I, the room was black and it was stop action photography and different lights would flash with when he would click every time. Click, 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 right. And so it was all these images that were happening and swirling and whirling all around that is captured and then put on canvas. You have five of these pieces, correct? There's more. No, we're going to release more. because oh, I, more. Did, I did, Yeah. And like I would start out, he'd say, okay, you know, play a song. So I'd start a song out. We got the beat. Our lips are sealed or 
get up and go this down, whatever it may be. I'd start out playing that. And then I'd just go off and do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just maybe even just stop and go bah, 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 on the cymbals, whatever. So every, every one of these, there's so many different ones because they're all starting out with different songs. So every one of them looks different. Nothing looks even closely related. I want to know how did, did they compile like a million photographs on one? Is that what you- I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not exactly sure how the entire yeah. process works. All I know is that what they asked me to do and, and while we were, while we were doing this, he would say, come look. And I'd look in his camera and see the shots that he was taking. And it was like, Whoa, yes, I'm loving yeah. this. Let's keep going. And we were there for several hours and just played a million different songs and I just had a great feeling that it was, I would be super proud of everything when it came out. And I was, and I love the fact that it's on canvas. Because yeah, it's gorgeous. Had, yeah. Cause I have my photos, right. And then now I have stuff on canvas and I just, I love it. Two different Did videos. they show you a group of photos that they said pick from and, and, you know, and then we'll yeah, release more was, later. No, it was so many of these images that I had to choose from. It was it was really difficult um, to pick out like, you know, just 10 or just five or just 20. Um, but apparently like the first five that we picked out sold really well. So they're, they're going to, they're opening it up to more of, of, of the images of different, and they're, they're really beautiful. The thing that's cool is that they're not expensive. Yeah. That's, you know, um, like when you get something framed, that's a big expense to have something framed beautifully. And these aren't framed. They're just, they're canvas. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so that, that takes a lot of the expense right out of the picture and they're, they're not, they're not bad. A couple hundred bucks here and there, and you can get them in any, in any, any shape and size. And so it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Sort of fits anywhere. Yeah. It's sort of like my, my Jackson Pollock. <laughs> yes, it really is. So it's It's like, you can see you in there, but it's very, it's very abstract. Yeah, it, extremely abstract. There, I mean, this is just one, but there's several. There's one that I call Ghost because there's a, a slight little, you can see me in the background very, very faintly. Uh, and yep. it's me in the midst of all this chaos. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very cool. That's awesome. So many different things. That, I mean, I'm just, I'm, it's like all these things that keep happening for me. Um, I am just in awe of and super grateful because I just, I just keep learning more about myself and I, I'm loving all this stuff. I'm, I'm now, I feel like fearless because I've always, I mean, fear is our biggest enemy. I'm always afraid I'm going to do something that's going to fucking flop and now I don't care. And everything seems to be just happening and falling in place in a way that feels divine. You know? Oh my God. That's so good. I'm I'm really happy. I mean, and I can't get over that. I, I can do all this stuff. And write a book and, you know, oh, so much is on the horizon, guys. If just one thing works out, it'll be yet another little piece of who I am, what I care about, you know, what's important to me and what I want to share with people. You've mentioned this a couple of times already tonight. I want to know what are some of the things that you have learned about yourself? Well, um, I guess the biggest thing thing that I've learned about myself and this will apply to everyone is that don't be shy because you will blow your mind at your capabilities and Mm. if you have the right people around you the right support it 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 goes just as a smooth path it it works out because then you're not so afraid like I said you know getting fear is our biggest problem you know and 
and everything nowadays, especially just, it's just preaching fear. Turn on the yeah. TV. Uh, it's, it's terrible. Um, that's why I stay tuned to TCM. <laughs> what, what have I learned about myself? Yeah. So many things. And that the, the one thing is, is, is just to have the right people around you to support you and allow you to be less afraid, to be fearless, to, to delve, delve into whatever it is that your interests, where your interests lie and whatever comes up, give it a try. It might not work out, but you know, for me, every, I mean, I'm lucky everything I've tried has worked out, but I, I, you know, I never give up. <laughs> and that's, that's so interesting because in my head, just in the past few days, I've been thinking about putting out on my Facebook page or something and just saying, if you wanted to do something and you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you do? Like think as big as you can think mm -hmm. you, you still may fail, but at least you gave that thing a try, you know, at least you can say that you stepped forward on something. That's what cool. You, Alan. you should. Sure, that's, that, yeah. that's a wonderful thing, you know? Um, and if the world was like that, what a place it would be. Right. Um, because like I said, you'll, you surprise yourself at your, of, of your, with your capabilities. You, there's so much, but like I say, it's, it's, it's about having the right people around you. And you know, this scene for stuff, I'm, I'm so excited. I can't, I, there's much more to be done, much more to be done in that area that I'm, I'm going to, to delve into. Um, just got to find the time, like I said, slot things in, um, mm -hmm. and, and get going. And not to get like super heavy. I mean, it's a little heavy, but I mean, as we all get older, it's like, we learn, we, we sort of feel sometimes like a limit, right? Like I did this already, or I can't do this anymore because of, you know, I, sh I need to settle down or whatever. But like, I, I, the more, the older I get now, the less of that kind of mindset that I had, even when I was maybe in my late forties or early, early fifties, I'm like, now I feel like I can do now it's going the other way where I feel like I can do yeah. more. Yeah, Why like not? You've given yourself freedom. And I yeah. think that comes along with, with, with growing up and getting older is, um, you feel like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what really can happen? Uh, you know, I've been through so much and done so much. Um, and what, what am I so afraid of? What, what's the worst that can happen? Right. If something fails, you just move on. Yeah. On a different subject, um, I've got a little story that I want to tell you. A couple of months ago, I was supposed to have a trip to Cleveland mm -hmm. and I was going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been once before, but this was going to be my second trip. Anyway, I ended up not being able to take this trip. My friend that I was supposed to go with went and he walked down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he's like, hey, there's something going on today. And I'm like, oh, really? That's interesting. What is it? He's like, well, there's a ceremony going on. And he took a picture of the people that were on stage. Yes. And I was like, holy shit, that's Gina fucking shock. And it was the groundbreaking ceremony for the big expansion that they announced. And you were there on stage with Sam Moore, Martha Reeves, Michelle Phillips, and you and Charlotte Cathy. Yeah, yeah. What a cool day that was. He took some video and sent it to me so I could see some of it. And I was like, had I taken this trip, I could have met Gina Shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be meeting up. But the okay. thing is, they, they, they contacted us. And um, I was like, yes, uh, you know, if I can go, I will. And we checked out my schedule. And yes, I'm going to go. Charlotte was able to, to come as well. Um, and wow. Sam Moore. 
blows my mind. That guy is sharp as a tack. He yeah. is really cool. He, what blew my mind is he knew all about my drumming style. He really wow. did. I was like, I couldn't get over how much he knew about the way I play and, you know, my roots and all that stuff. Michelle Phillips fell mm. in love with her and hung out with her daughter, China, who I adore. They're just so, they're really beautiful, beautiful people. Mm-hmm. My God, those two, they look so alike and they're both really beautiful. Yeah. How's Martha Reeves? Martha Reeves. Oh my God. I hope I'm like, I hope I'm like her when I get older. I mean, she is a bombshell. She, she never shut up for one minute. Sam kept you know, elbowing me. Look, there she goes again. There she goes again. <laughs> he said, is, her? is that a bottle in her pocketbook? I was like, I don't know, Sam, but Sam back. Martha's coming through. She is great. Qualifier. <laughs> no, nowhere to run. No, man. She's, she's fantastic. Uh, she's, she was out in a week. I saw her in Baltimore at a jazz club. What, what a night, you know, there you go. I'm listening to jazz and it's breaking my heart. It's so beautiful. I, yeah. uh, and I got to take another cousin with me to see Martha and this Marcellus dude play. And that was the first time she'd ever been to it. She'd never been to a concert. My God, what? Well, she saw the go-go's. That's a lie. But she'd never really been to another kind of, you know, any kind of show. And she almost was crying. She couldn't get over how it was so beautiful. It mm-hmm. stopped me. And I don't even understand that type of music. It still knocked me out. It was so beautiful. It was Music is just blows my mind. So you seem to be omnipresent. Every time I look at your page, you're like, here I am playing with the Linda Lindas. So what's it? Those girls are wonderful. I mean, I feel I've been there for years knowing them and, and hanging out with them. And I am, I am, I feel like I'm one of their parents. I'm so proud of them. I'm watching them grow as people, as musicians, and they are something to see. I, I'm just really proud of them because they all take voice lessons and, and guitar lessons and, and drum lessons. And, oh, my God, it's they're, they're just amazing. Little Mila plays plays drum. When she plays live, she's playing to a click. Really? Oh, she wow. She just turned 13. I, I saw her, let's see, was she nine when I first met her? Yeah. Hmm. Crazy, right? Wow. Um, wow. The girls are getting better and better, and I am super excited to see where they go with their songwriting um, and, and where, you know, where, where, uh, becoming teenagers, where that's going to take them uh, lyrically and musically. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm there rooting for them every step of the way there and their parents are fantastic. They taught them well. They know about, they know their punk history. They know all about LA punk, you know? Um, yeah, they could, they could tell you anything. I love it. I'm going to go back to the last time we had you on was right after your book made in Hollywood came out. And I'm curious to know how that has been for the past year. I I know that had to have been a success. And I'm just wondering, um, going through all those photographs that went into that book, how was that, you know, for you revisiting all those different chapters of your career? Uh, I, I can't believe I'm that person. Like all that happened to me. I'm the person in the photo. I'm just from Dundalk, you know, I, but all my dream, my dreams came true. And this is, this is real. This is history, music history. And it, I I had, I, you know, there were times when I would most, I've got to say the majority of what I was feeling was joy. There were a couple of things that I would look at and say, Oh man, that was a really shitty time for the band or, or I was really pissed off at such and such. But Overall, it was a really joyous um, 
undertaking for me. Uh, mainly what I was doing was laughing, you know, uh, because we, the, the sense of humor of this band is so outlandish. It's, I mean, whenever we get together, it's like a party. We're like a bunch of high school kids. I, I really do love being around them and I, I love what we've created and going through all this stuff just makes me, it's very humbling. You know, have you done any exhibits of the book, like in certain galleries or anything? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've done Mm -hmm. um, the couple gallery shows that I've done. I I had the book there as well, because I always talk about the book because it's it's my history and the uh, the the band history. And, you know, touches on everything that that happened to me during this period of time from like 78 until almost present day. Um, And. All of this is uh, is super exciting to, to go over. And right now, actually, uh, well, I might as well just tell you. Belinda got a call um, from Gavin Gavin Newsom's office, right? Our our dude here in, in Cali, and um, they're going to, to induct us into the California Hall of Fame, which I didn't even know oh. existed. But yay! <laughs> That's yay! Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and the, the people that have been inducted are really cool. From from RuPaul to Joan Didion. Yeah, I mean, it's just really cool. And uh, so we're going to be inducted. Anyway, that has caused me to start, because they want, they're going to have an exhibit. They're gonna, I mean, February 6th is when we're, it's going to happen, where Gavin Newsom's going to like put the medals on our neck and, you know, a little ceremony and all that. I think we're going to do a couple of songs. Um, and um, so I can't wait. In the meantime, I've been pulling out all this, all of, all of my stuff again, going through photos, finding all kinds of, really interesting, fun things like Kathy and I were the two members of the band that were given a GoGo's corporation credit card because they thought we were the sanest ones of the band. So like we, had, <laughs> we were holding the keys to the kingdom and I just found these two credit cards that, you know, this business platinum GoGo's card with my name on it. And I started laughing. I thought, Oh my God, Woo, did we have some fun? I mean, we used to whoever whose ever birthday party, whose ever birthday it was, we'd have a party, and 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 we try to outdo each other with the amount of spending that we could do it at, <laughs> in one night. The decade of excess, mm, and yeah. we were a big part of it. I go through things like this, and it gets me. I, I'm get hysterical. Fantastic photos. You keep everything just like I do. <laughs> I don't throw anything like that away. And when I look at this, I can remember everything from that night. And it's just so, it's just, it fills me with joy is all I can say. We keep having these, like, you know, getting inducted into this and that, all these accolades. I, it causes me to go back and look at all this stuff and relive it for, for a couple minutes, uh, you know, or an hour if I sit down and take the time to go through stuff. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway, we're going to have a, we'll have a, um, they'll have a display of go-go stuff. I'm actually going to lend them my, um, my Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, statuette to have on display too because that'll be that'll be cool um and just maybe a couple posters and stuff i think belinda and charlotte are going to uh give them the, her um rock and roll hall of fame the, the outfit that they wore it, it will have an it'll be nice so, and that'll be cool oh so cool congratulations that's so yeah, awesome i mean so anyway you know we sort of go our own ways when we're not working but then something always happens and we're back together doing stuff it's it's yeah. like it never. It's like you can't get away from it. It's like the plague. It never, you know. Go goes equal plague. <laughs> nice. With with the book, is there any pictures that you purposely didn't put in the book 
that you wanted to or that you're just like, I really want to put this in, but I didn't? No, I can't think offhand of anything in particular, but I can tell you that it would, the, the, the process of choosing what to put in was really hard because everything I have, I want to put in there because it's every one of these are, are a memory or of a time and a place when I was doing something, you know, when my life was happening. And uh, so the fellow that, that worked with me on the book, Steve Prejet, primarily was like my editor more than anything. And he helped me sort out my ideas and have them make sense and figure out what photos to, to use because, you know, I mean, to, to be honest with you guys, I could certainly do a book, another, another photo book right now. There's stuff that I had like um, in the attic and in the garage that I didn't even get to. Would you do another book then? Or you don't? I, I really, I'd like to do another book, but that's, whew, I yeah. have time for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, speaking of doing another book, I have so many, ideas and so many things that I that I want to that I want to get involved with I don't even know where to begin my god like writing a book like an autobiography you mean or well, no, I've been talking to this this woman who wrote a book called funny farm and it's a true story about this this woman um who has this place called funny farm and she rescues animals and her mom did it and she continued on doing it after her mom passed and she is I just adore her. She's a wonderful, wonderful girl. Uh, I went and actually hung out with her. Uh, she's in um, Cape May, New Jersey. Yeah, yes, you um, posted about her. And I actually think uh, I know that place. You know her? Uh, I don't know her, but I know that place, I think. Yeah. Oh, what a day. What a, what a wonderful... Anyway, so the woman that wrote that, we were talking about our parents. And I told her about how I brought my parents out and took care of them the last seven years of their lives that, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's had set in. And I just, I had to be there. I wanted to be there. I want, I want to take care of them. That was my promise to them many, many years ago. You know, I said, I'll never let you go in a home. As long as I have a, a dollar in my pocket, you're going to be with me. And I was lucky enough to be able to make that happen. Uh, and we talked a lot about what it's doing to us personally, what it's doing to our friends, what it's doing to this country. And she said, Gina, we should do a book. And from your perspective, you know, being a rock star and putting your life aside for seven years to take care of your ailing parents. Yeah. Because, I mean, it'll be a different perspective, you know, my perspective, which will be different than your average Joe. But yet it's at, at the heart of it. It's the same thing that we're all talking about. This dilemma that our country is facing now with folks our age, and it's going to happen to everybody. Who's going to take care of you? Where's the money going to come from? The system is fucking broke. We've got to do something about it. That's another subject I want to shed light on. I want to bring it to the forefront. I want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I know people that have, you know, saved their whole lives and then they have to fucking blow it all because their their parents are sick and they got to take care of them. And they, yeah. they want to and they have to. And it's not fair. Something needs to be changed here, you know? Well, that's, uh, yeah, I could go on all day about things that, that bother me that, that, that need addressing. And maybe because I'm who I am, I have a, a voice that can be heard more than 99% of the country. But I would just like to maybe do a book about my journey that, that would basically say we're all in the same boat, folks. I yeah. love that idea. You know, um, it's pretty beautiful but and heartbreaking, but I think it would be a really great perspective, you know? I mean, I said to her, I will be happy to do something. I don't care about writing about myself, but as long as it's about a tribute to my mother and father, because they are my life, you know, they were the, are and still the most important thing in my life. And so I'll do anything Yeah, yeah. to raise, you know, awareness to, Hey, 
June and John, man, they were the best. Let me tell you, you know, so yeah, I would, I would be, so I'm talking to her about it. When I go back this month, we're going to sit down and she lives in Jersey. We're going to sit down and we're going to really have a serious conversation and maybe start the book. But it's something that I'm very passionate about. And, um, and she would be helping me write it. And I would like to do that. Her book, Funny Farm, was a, was a, one of the New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Wow. Lori Zaleski? That's her, Lori. Oh, man. She's the best. She's the best. God, I love her. I just adore her. What a wonderful, wonderful woman. I want to bring much attention to her as well. But guys, there's so many things. The world is a big old mess, and we just got to help out as much as we can. You know? Right. So you know what? I know that doing what I'm doing with music and with my art and all, it's, it helps because it might do, mm-hmm. it makes people feel good. And that's, it's sending a positivity into the right? world. Yeah. So I can do that. And then I can all in my actions, go out and physically help, help Lori and help my friend, Mary, who's got, uh, Oh, she, Oh, my friend, Mary Sullivan, who I went to school with, I reconnected with her when I was back in Baltimore a couple months ago. And she has a nonprofit called pities and purrs, pities and purrs. Okay. She needs money. So I'm trying, I'm going to bring attention to her. I'm going to put her, yeah, I'm going to try to help. What else? <laughs> um, I just, Wendell just gave me paper that I do have, a, I have an, uh, a merch store online. We mm-hmm. took forever, like a year to get that together. You go online at ginashock.com. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff um, that, I, that I'm, I'm getting rid of. And, and everything <laughs> that I sell, I give us, I give it a, a percentage of to all my friends that need help here do you just open up the closet and go i don't want this anymore i'm gonna get rid of it or well it's pretty close to that i'll tell you rob it's it's hard to figure out you know what the the bottom line is i i'm gonna die and then what what's happening right i just was here trying to figure out what i'm you know rock and roll hall of fame we had some stuff that we left there you know on display for a year or whatever and they just wrote and said do you want to leave it for another year or do you want to like leave it for and i was like I want you to keep what I have and I'm going to send you more stuff because yeah. like I don't want the, all this shit that I've cherished floating around and doing all, just about money. I want it to be somewhere where it's safe and protected and mm-hmm. history lives on when I'm gone. Yes. So, and, and piggybacking off of that, I wanted to ask you that as, as an artist, and I'm using that as a broad term uh, because you do so many things. Can you kind of talk about the importance of having proprietary ownership? I guess now with your photographs as well and your art, and music because we're living in the age of like I mean I see I see all these artists are selling off their catalogs well, to big companies. Here's what and happens. I, well, Rob, I can tell you about that. Okay. You get to a certain age, and how many years left do you have left? Yeah. Now, if you have a certain amount of money already stockpiled, you know you can take care of your kids or whatever it might be. But then if you do this deal, you have crazy money and you can't spend it all. So maybe, I mean, I think if I would, if I did that deal, which I might at one point, I know, I think Charlotte did a deal, did that deal. And I think Jane did the deal. You have a finite time for being here and how much money do you need? How much are you going to spend? So I maybe just cash it all in, take a big shit ton of money and then you can do what you want. Maybe there's some things you want to make major donations to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you want to cruise around the world the rest of your life, but in the end, it's just you and your art and, you know, so what do you want to do with that? It'll be around. I don't yeah. know where its home might be eventually, but yeah. is that, is it worth it to you? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question because 
who did the big, what, Dylan started it and then Stevie Nicks. Springsteen. Springsteen yeah, did it. A lot of folks, because they, they're offering these enormous amounts of money. Yeah. Um, and they will definitely keep the music going because uh, they've invested so much money in it. And they, yes. they know the value of it or they wouldn't be offering that much money. Right. Um, and know how to, how to monetize that. They know what they're doing, how that's going to, you know, continue growing. Uh, and they have the money to make that happen. What advice would you give now to someone starting off in the business? I would say keep faith in yourself and your capabilities. Mm -hmm. Okay. Try to align yourself with a person or a couple people that you can trust to help guide you because nobody makes it on their own. You, you know, you're influenced by different people in your life and try to find the good influences, the people that are going to help you make decisions and help you along the way. I've said this many times, but you're, you'll hear no a hundred times, but you'll hear yes once. And that's all makes all the difference. That yeah. one. Cause when that happens, it opens up a whole, the floodgates. It allows you to start doing, working on that. But then there's different roads and paths that you can take along the way, like me to do other things. Like my photography, you know, I mean, it, it goes on, it goes on, life goes on, you know, and the money, never do it for money, never do something just for money, just do it because you love it. Because when you do it because you love it, you'll be okay. I mean, I've been okay. And I'm, I'm the drummer of the band. I'm the one that doesn't make as much money as everybody. I wasn't a writer, a major writer in the band, but yeah, you know, I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Yeah. I feel like I've done everything for the right reasons. And it was never fucking money. Never. It's because I love it. And that's the passion. That's what drives me. That's what I tell anybody. Do it for the right reasons. Because it will sustain you. It will keep you going. I feel like karma's real. You've been doing some convention appearances recently. And I want to know how, how you've enjoyed that. And what appearances do you have coming up? That sort of happened in a weird way. Because it's not something. I, it's been just a year that that that. I've been doing that. And mm -hmm. that happened because I had done, was doing uh, my book tour. Yeah. And Wendell is constantly networking and met different people and said, Oh, you know what? You should try this, these comic cons. They're really great. You know, you can sell your books there and your merchandise, all the stuff you have, maybe you can sell that. And, and so we looked into it and we started to do that and it's been really great. And I'm liking doing it. I can't believe it. I don't know how long I'm going to do it. And the biggest thing, the, the most important thing out of all this, believe it or not, is that I've got the chance to meet some real fans. Yes. Some mm -hmm. people that their lives have been impacted in a major way because of this band. Yes. And, you know, I don't think about that stuff, but when somebody's standing three feet in front of you and they tell, you know, I was going to kill myself or I was, you know, it really, it hits home. It hits home. And, and uh, so this is sort of another way for me to... Um, I'm there and I'm, I'm selling my book and whatever else these now I've got these little numbers too. Oh yeah. The Funko dolls. Explain Funko these dolls. please. I just got them, yeah. But, but you know, really it boils down to me being face to face in close proximity to like super fans. And yeah. it is, it's been really cool. Um, I've enjoyed talking with people and uh, it's one of those things that I, once again, I can't do it just for money because that takes the life out of things. Ultimately, you know, you might go into it, Oh, I'll make some extra cash here and all, but that doesn't sustain you. Um, what I'm loving about this ultimately is that I'm getting to meet people. Um, yeah. 
that that we that we've really impacted their lives. And there's you can't beat that feeling. And you did a few with Kathy, right? You just yeah, recently. Kathy, Kathy's wants to do them with me. Like she don't want to do them by herself. She said, "No, I'll do them with you." I'm gonna be doing comic cons because I really enjoy them, or whatever you want to call them, fan expos, comic cons, whatever mm-hmm. the hell they are. Gallery shows. I'll be doing gallery shows. More of that with my with my canvas and my prints. I'll be doing stuff uh, yeah. and my books and rec- I'll be doing my my EP next year. Have that out. Oh, and then oh, so I'm going to Chicago. You guys. So I'm gonna go hang out with him and spend several days rehearsing. Then we're gonna we're gonna record something where I'm sort of gonna be doing um like percussion and I don't know what he has in store for me, but it's gonna be fun. I'm excited about this. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just we'll play around and have a great time. Uh, this guy, Mark. Do you guys know who he is, Mark Roberts? He's the creator of Mike and Molly and the executive oh, yeah. writer of Two and a Half Men. Well, hello yes. then. And the album that we're going to record this is going to be released released to raise money for Literacy Chicago. That's the foundation. Oh, very cool. Wow. Another thing I'm doing, guys, a lot of the stuff, more than half of what I'm doing is all for, you know, nonprofits and and organizations that need some light shined on them. Um, And if I can help, I'll do it. A lot of of what I'm doing now. And that's, yay. I'm glad that I have the time and I'm able to do that. Right. You know, Gina, I thought I had, I was busy, but you're exhausted. I know. How it's do you, like, how do you rest? Oh, very easily. <laughs> <laughs> so Gina, this is where you and I are going to connect now. Okay. Uh, in a world where you can host TCM, you know how they have like celebrities that host TCM. That's so much. I can't stand it. I know a guy I'm going to set you up, but what would you show if you, if you were the guest host you of TCM? What? I was just watching Ben Hur this morning mm. on TCM. And believe me, I think about this all the time. And it would be, I don't know how I could pick. I think To Kill a Mockingbird, I'd have to, because it's just yeah. one of the most beautiful pieces. And then I saw Ben Hur today. I thought, wow, fucking epic. This, I love this film. Um, uh, I love Night of the Hunter, one of my favorite films. Just incredible. Like Charles Lawton, why didn't he, why didn't he direct more? <laughs> no, he directed Night of the Hunter. I wish he'd have been, directed more more films, because wow, that, that movie is brilliant and frightening and wonderful and everything. It, it hits all the bases for being an incredible hit movie, you know? I like a lot of Fred Astaire movies. Maybe it's like the Gold Diggers. Oh, yeah. Gold Diggers of 33 or something like that. That's been a Busby Berkeley. Oh, my God. How you oh, yeah. everything from, from up above. Oh, yeah. I love that. Our other co-host, Anthony, who couldn't be here this yeah. week with us, um, he was curious to know what it is that you're currently listening to. What's some of the things that's on your radar? I I keep I can't get away from glass animals. I just keep listening to glass animals. I just they're so them. great. <gasps> Those two albums, uh, "To Be a Human Being" and um, "Dreamland." It's called Dreamland. Awesome record. Um, I, I've been listening to that. I've been listening to. Uh, I, I can't believe I haven't listened to Harry Styles in quite a while, but that'll come back around. Oh yeah. Um, you know what record I really fucking like that I think is just great and I'm happy is Hackney Diamonds. Oh, it yeah. really is. The record is goddamn good. Yes. What? You believe that? I yes. can't believe how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's so much fun. It's just got an energy to it that. And it has... reminds me of old Stones stuff. Yes, without you a know? doubt. It's not, they're not trying to do anything. They're just being them. And man, does that work. Yeah. Yeah. Hackney Diamonds, fantastic. You know what I've been listening? I always listen to this is um, that album by the faces, a nod is as good as a wink to a blind horse. Oh, you know yes. that? I'm, a, I'm a big Ronnie Wood fan. I love mm-hmm. Ronnie Wood. 
I'm a big fan of his slide guitar too. God damn, he plays great slide. Um, what else? There's so much that I listen to, guys. Uh, um, what do you think of Wet Leg? I like Wet Leg. I like them. Yeah. I think they're great. I'm a fan. I am a fan of Wet Leg. I went through the phase, my Lizzo phase. I went through my Harry Styles phase. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it goes and it comes back around. But lately, it's been, I've been in the, the dreamland mood with, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a crazy about Glass Animals. And that, it's once again, it's like that music's timeless to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, what am I saying? What have I been listening to? As well, I saw Liz Fair. And she, <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. How was great. it? She's fucking great. Let me tell you what. She sounds better now than she did years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw when she played at the Wilton in in LA. I guess it's been in the nineties. I saw her play at the Wilton. I had front row seats, dead center. She was good. This time I had really great seats and she was her voice sounds better than it ever has. Wow. Wow. And those songs hold hold well with the test of time. I mean, yeah, man. She's better than ever these days, I'd say. Yay, Liz. That's great. She's fantastic. <laughs> And I saw Ed, Ed Sheeran, and he was great too. I saw yeah. him in Fox. I want to. I don't want to go to big places. I want to go to small venues to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't handle the fucking coliseum and all that bullshit. I just can't. I saw Sheeran a few years ago, and it was in a big arena. Yeah. And I just feel like his kind of show doesn't work in a in an arena. It's so intimate, and you just yeah. need it in a in a smaller, focused place. You know. I 100% agree. I think his music is so, it feels like very personal and it yeah. feels like he should be in a small place. Like, it, I mean, at one point he came off the stage and he just went it down into the crowd. And he just sat, twirled around and played guitar and sang, you know, I mean, cause the Fox is quite small. So it was, that was a great show. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I am doing something else. Oh, tell us. Tell us. Yeah. I, January 13th. Yes. Philadelphia celebrates David Bowie's birthday every year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called Philly loves B- Bowie stardust. So January 13th, um, I'm going to be doing a show headlining at the, at that theater, what theater, whatever. And I'm going to do like five songs, five Bowie songs, and I'll play drums on a couple and, and sing out front on a couple. Oh my gosh. That is cool. phenomenal. Have you settled on what five songs you're going to do? Um, or can I'm you tell us? I'm going to do, I'm going okay. to get with the band in December and go over all that stuff and see okay. what works best, um, whether I should play drums or, or what I should sing on. Uh, yeah. So we have a couple rehearsals set up for, for December, which will be really, I can't wait to do that. My hero, David Bowie. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. And then um, I'm doing the House of Blues in Southern California with this band Reflex on February 24th. So I'll go out and I'll do five songs with them and I'll front the band and do go-go songs and Gina Shock songs. So oh. I'm just busy doing all these things. It's it's kind of really fun. Yeah. That is so awesome. That is That's fabulous. What I've discovered about myself is I, I am less fearful of being out front singing than I am when I play drums. I'm way more nervous playing drums than I am singing. Really? Don't ask me what. I mean, I know why. Because I think because drums are so all about precision and perfection, and you can't make a mistake that I'm nervous about that. I don't want to. Yeah. Right. And when you're singing, you can do whatever you want. Yes. Okay. And, you know, it's like I I don't have a problem talking to people. Right. So. So, I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> what? For me, I don't know. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. And coming from two drummers here, we understand the precision thing. And it's another thing, just again, that going back to that Ted Leo concert I saw the other night, it was like, I just had that feeling too of like, oh, I, sh it's like you don't, you could just be you on stage. You don't have to be nervous when you're the singer, even though I always get so, you know, kind of in my head about that. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I know, I, I know, I see the compare, the comparison between like that precision that you have to just, if you fuck up once on drums, it's so obvious. If you're singing, you could just kind of like wing it in a way, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can really get away with murder singing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, but but with drumming, you can't. You, you know, you can't do that. Or yeah. if if you care about it like we do, you can't. Yes. You know? um, exactly. So, so anyway, I'm doing I'm I'm doing all these things singing, and I really I'm having fun singing. That's good. Awesome. Good. That's fantastic. Those are great things coming up. Yay! Where is the best place for people to follow you? I don't know. I guess. Instagram or something? We meet online, not not in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no stalkers. We're not encouraging that. I guess. Um, yeah, is it um, GinaShock.com or um, the real Gina Shock? I think that's one of them. I don't know. There's so much. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I can't find. I can't take. I can't handle it all. Oh, I, I know one. Your web, your art website is GinaShockArt.com. So that's a good one to go to for the for the beautiful. Uh, and then there's. Wendell handed me this GinaShock.com. Mm -hmm. Why can't there just be one address and shows everything? <laughs> exactly. Because we're in a exactly. digital crazy age. You guys, I love talking with you. I wish we could all get together somewhere. Me too. Working on it. You know, we were, you were talking, people were talking about the first concerts. The first concert I ever saw was you guys at Six Flags. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I remember. <laughs> That too, because you know the big thing, and this is terrible. The thing that I remember about that is that we we had to make sure that we they had to like we there was a certain time that we would go to the to the roller coasters and they they'd shut it down to the general public and we had to ride every fucking roller coaster on six flags. <laughs> every roller coaster we rode. <laughs> that was like that was the point. That was the the fun thing that we were doing during that tour, besides other things. But yeah, the roller coaster <laughs> was a yeah. big deal. <laughs> that's good perk that's a really good perk you don't have to wait in line yeah right that's hilarious all right gina we're gonna let you get on with the rest of your evening it was such a joy to talk to you again oh my god yeah we love Gosh, you i talked to you so long that all my lipstick wore off <laughs> shit <laughs> We we love you so much, and you you're just the best. You you inspire people, Gina. Yeah. Thank you. If, if you know what, if I can, if anybody gets any something out of what I say, that's really great. It's really great, I and that's I'm telling you, that's that's the main reason I do these Comic Con things because you know you get up, you hug people. I don't know. It's really nice. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Attention, people of Earth! Looking for a way to kill half an hour every week? Try the Flopcast! It's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. <laughs> Join us! Bring coffee! We're on the ESO network. And we're at Flopcast.net. All right, that was our 
interview with Gina Shock. She actually stayed on with us for another 20 minutes and we just talked about crazy stuff and she gave us a tour of her house and she answered the door for an Amazon package and just all kinds of crazy stuff. We absolutely love her and I'm sure we'll have her on again at some point. But for now, that wraps it up for us this week. I'll do a real quick roundup of where you can catch everybody if you want to follow people. Of course, you can find Gina at ginashock.com and you can find her artwork at ginashockart.com and follow her on the socials at Real Gina Shock. You can find Stephanie at her website, therearebirds.com. She has an Instagram, which is there underscore r underscore birds. And you can find her music at all the streaming platforms. And I suggest that you maybe do that this week. You can find Rob. He does a radio show at kdhx.org each week on Wednesdays. And they each episode is archived for two weeks. And he has a radio show on Louder Than War. So go check that out. Antony can be heard on the Watchers in the Fourth Dimension podcast. That's a Doctor Who podcast where he and some friends are watching the entirety of Doctor Who from the very beginning to the end. And you can find me at CosmicCreative.com. K-O-Z-M-I-C Creative.com. All right. That is it for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Be with us next week. We are going to be doing our final episode of the year. It's our Christmas episode. We are going to be talking about some of our favorite holiday music. So I hope you'll join us for that. Everybody take care. Have a great week and we will see you soon. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.